Hey, you're listening to the Encounter Church podcast. To learn more about Encounter Church, visit us at ecdenver.org, or you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Thank you for listening. Good morning. If you think, what in the world is he doing up here? We're in the same boat. <laughs> it is awesome to have just the privilege of being here. Um, I don't take this lightly. You know, like this is, this is weighty to be on a platform such as this. And I want to I start off not sucking up to Pastor Reese, but frankly, just honoring him. So what a man that we get to serve under. Holy cow. Um, what, a, <laughs> what a privilege. I, I just, if we could, could we just stand and just honor him real quick? I want him to hear it from, you know, from the ceremony, if we could just honor Pastor Reese and his leadership. Thank you, Pastor Reese. I, I've gotten to serve under many pastors. You can sit down. Sorry, I always forget to do the next step. I've gotten I've gotten to serve under many pastors, but my gosh, the way Pastor Reese leads and and cares for us as a flock. Frankly, I've been coming to Encounter for three years, been on staff for a year, and not even a year actually. And what a privilege to just get to watch and be a sponge to Pastor Reese. So um, that's enough of that. Yes. Um, I always struggle with how to start messages. <laughs> I always do, um, but here's the way I'm going to start this message. I am married. My lovely wife, Madison, is there. Yeah, yay, love her. Um, and we have a, we've got a boy by the name of Miller. He's about a year and a half old, and we're, we're trying to teach him how to talk. And it's harder than you think, because I, I, I feel like I picked it up pretty quickly. But... <laughs> It's, it's difficult. It's because uh, there's so, in the English language, there's so many different words for like the same thing, like shoes and boots, yeah. right? I'm, I'm trying to show him boots because that's all his dad wears, me, yeah, right? It's all I've got. I don't barely have tennis shoes. But I'm, we're, we're starting this, this, this process of kind of introducing him to new words and no, that's, that is sand, not dirt kind of stuff, and no, the difference between that is this and that, and all of these kinds of things, and last Sunday, I was teaching him the word boots, or trying to, and I say, Miller, can you say boots, and he gives it a shot, and he's big into pointing, what he does is points, and then tells me what the, what the thing is, he says, shoes, I'm like, okay, well, you already know that word, I'm trying to, you know, trying to bring something new to you, and I then start saying boots, 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 right? And it gets to the point where it's like, that doesn't even sound like a word anymore. <laughs> it sounds super weird. It doesn't sound normal anymore, but I like even some of the graphic design stuff that I get to do here at Encounter with uh, Pastor Reese is doing this the After the Resurrection series, I had to spell check after because it just started looking so weird to me, right? Have you guys experienced this before? Yes? I think we, uh, we, we deal with the same kind of thing when we read scripture. We almost get numb to a word and then it almost loses its abundance and kind of saturation that that word carries. Right? I've even caught myself multiple times reading the Gospels of like, oh, I've, I've read that before. I can, I can skip over and, and, do, and read something else, yes? 
I've caught myself doing this, and I, I feel like I want to invite us into a space this morning. I, I needed to look at the clock, make sure I'm behaving myself. This morning, of not being too familiar with what he brings us. Familiarity kind of kills a move of God, in my opinion. Yeah? We can get so numb to something, right? I mean, even, even in, in previous ministries, I, I used to run a house church, and we would see just amazing moves of God every single time we would gather. And we, we kind of got spoiled, <laughs> you know? We would get spoiled, and we got numb to it to such an extent that it was just like, oh, yeah, that person was healed. Cool. Let's move on. You guys experienced this before? Right? The scripture that I want to talk about, and if you, have, if you have your Bible, turn to John 15. The scripture I want to talk about is just remaining in the Lord and how that be- can become such a numb and familiar thing that we've heard, especially if you've been in the church for a while. You know, I grew up in the church. I've, I've been a part of the church, and I've heard this preached many times, and yeah, I, I, I want this to be fresh this morning. Yes? Are you guys with me? Are you guys expectant of the Lord to move? I am. I, I really, really am expectant. I don't just do this because it's fun. <laughs> I do this because I really want to steward a move of the Holy Spirit in the room. Yes? So turn to John 15. And this is kind of the, the very finishing part of this after the resurrection series that Pastor Reese has been taking us through, and I, this message is called Wait and Remain, as you can see in huge, large letters, Wait and Remain. And I want to give the two kind of foundational scriptures to kick off, and then we'll read through the entire uh, 17 verses of what I'm going to be talking about. Yes? John 15, 4 says, Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine." Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Right? We've heard that before. Okay? Let's kind of pull the callus off a little bit and, whoa, what does that mean today? Yeah? Okay. The other one is Acts 17, 28. In him, we live, move, and have our being. And I've been kind of studying through the uh, Gospel of John throughout this entire year, and this just popped out at me as if it was the first time I've ever read it to kind of prepare us for today, okay? Let me pray, and then we'll get into it, yes? So Holy Spirit, I pray that as we read your scripture, that it would jump off the page and land in our hearts. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would go beyond my mouth and that you would speak to every single individual as you see fit that it wouldn't be any cool language or anything like that, but it would just be you, Holy Spirit, who's puncturing hearts. Lord, we love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to give a quick backdrop. Sorry. I want to give a quick backdrop to John 15. In John, in John chapter 13 is when uh, Jesus starts washing the disciples' feet, Correct. Yes, that's at the very beginning of chapter 13, and, and this entire conversation steams at that same, uh, uh, same uh, table, if you will, 
Okay, so they are sitting. He washes their feet. He uh, then, at the tail end of chapter 13, he reads Judas's mail and says, hey, you're going to betray me. And it's not a pretty picture. Judas ends up actually leaving the table. Yes? And then, these, um, then Jesus launches into some of the most fundamental teachings of our time of the way, the truth, and the life. At the same table, yeah? The way, the truth, and the life. And then he, he says this line that still doesn't make any sense to me. I will do greater things than he. What in the world? <laughs> right? That should put me on my heels a little bit of like, what did you just say? Yeah? All right? And then the last one, he's, uh, uh, he's talking through in 13 and 14. It's that he, he's talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit. So all of this is wrapped up, and then we get to John chapter 15, verses 1 through 17, and he launches, frankly, it gives us this picture into the last 24 hours of Jesus' life. And he decides to fill us in on these things. Hey, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hey, I am going to launch you into doing greater things than I did do. And hey, Holy Spirit is coming. Whoa. Right? So I'm going to read uh, John 15, 1 through 17, okay? Is everybody there? If you're there, say Madison. I should have turned there before. You can tell I'm not as buttoned up as Pastor Reese. He's been doing ministry longer than I've been alive. funny. Okay, verse one. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and each branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, or remain in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it remains or abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him, he is it that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he, can, he is thrown away like a branch or a stick and withers, and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. And if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, I will, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in my love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be with you and that your joy may be full. Amen. Like, come on. Like, how beautiful is that? What an invitation into what we, our, our reality as eternal beings getting to glorify the King. What a reality of, and a simple, simple just truth of saying, I am just going to remain in him, right? Don't worry about anything else, just remaining in him, right? But how, oh man, we've overcomplicated that. Well, I need the right candle, Lex. 
<laughs> I, I, the lights need to be at 60%, not 65%, or else the Lord won't show up. Hey, come on. He's everywhere, no matter what. We just need to remain. Yes? I can almost picture Jesus grabbing his disciples on either side of his shoulder, uh, their shoulders and saying, remain! Right? He says remain 11 times in just those few verses. It must mean something. It must be important to reiterate it so many times, right? If you were writing an English paper back in school, they would have failed you, saying, hey, you need to use different words, bro. You're using the same word too many times, but Jesus is reiterating this same word the same way every single time. It's almost a picture into Braveheart where he's yelling, hold! Instead of just, ah. Oh, I got to look over there, this, that way, all of these different things. I just remain in me. You grabbing this? Yes? Good. I want to apologize to Chris publicly. I walk a lot. Sorry, Chris, in the back. <laughs> Jesus is almost saying, if I can leave you with anything, remain. 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 I want to highlight a couple things. This word remain, I, I looked at the dictionary. This word remain means to continue to possess a particular quality or fulfill a particular role. Did you hear it? Like, come on. To continue to possess a particular quality or fulfill a particular role. The other one that I liked was continue to exist, especially after other similar or related people or things have ceased to exist. This is Jesus saying, I'm inviting you into the reality that I have with my Father, and the only way to do it is to remain. us humans, and even more so us as Americans, it's so hard for us just to remain, right? I am so guilty of it. I work a full-time job, do ministry, stretch my family way too thin, right? All of these kinds of things. I know, I'm working on it. I'm still young. But we always have to feel like we're doing something, right? I need to prove my worth by being busy. I need to prove my love by doing works, I need to keep up with so-and-so down the street, so I need a new car. I need a new this. I need a new that. I need a new thing right away, right? Remember when phones used to, you'd have the two-year contract, right? Then the phone companies caught on of like, oh, we can capitalize on this. They want the new thing right away, right? Nobody wants to wait anymore. We just want to put Jesus in a microwave and say, great, here is this. Here's what I want. Or we go into our prayer, prayer closet for answers instead of communion. <gasps> Nobody likes to talk about that, though, right? Well, I only pray so I can get some answers, bro. Like, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. I don't only talk to my wife when I want something, right? Or else she'd be, like, not here, <laughs> right? 
It's for communion. It's for intimacy, right? You can get more with the Lord in five minutes in your prayer closet than you could ever get from some weird preacher up here from talking for 30 minutes. Right? Do you get it? Intimacy is the key to remaining in him. What happened to us? right? What happened to us? We can't remain. Jesus showed us through his life. He remained with the Father, and it unlocked everything that he could do. Yes, I am not discounting his, his godliness, but I am highlighting his intimacy with his dad, right? Jesus said, I only do what the Father does and only say what the Father tells me to say, He would disappear overnight and just be alone with the Father, right? He would remain. He would remain. At the end of the day, all of us in this room want to bear good fruit, just as John 15 maps out, right? That's why we're here. We want to honor him. That's our goal, right? Or else why would we waste our time coming to church? Be really, be really weird, unless we're just country club, right? But, like... This is, a, this is an unlocking of what we could have capacity to kind of invest in with our, with our Father, with Jesus. And John 15, 8 says, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves as my disciples. Sometimes the easiest invitations are the hardest to walk into. Right? Sometimes we're just like, Oh, one word, that's all I need to do. And then it's just like I overcomplicate it. We're designed, our natural response is to mirror Jesus. It's the way we're designed in his image. Our natural response is to mirror him. But our selfishness gets in the way. Our wanting to be taken seriously gets in the way. Are you with me? Like I said at the beginning, with teaching Miller how to talk, you remember how many words there are for similar things, like branch and stick, right? On paper, it's okay, they're the same thing, <laughs> but they're very, very different, and I want to kind of highlight that. A branch, by definition, is attached to the tree, correct? A stick, by definition, is not attached to the tree. It's on the, on the tree. It's on the ground. In this picture Jesus is painting for us, we see him highlighting identity and purpose. When we remain and when we wait on him, we see two things come alive, right? Our identity, when we remain, is a branch. Yes? That's what he calls us. We're a branch. He is the true vine. But my identity, when I remain in him is I'm a branch, which is good news, right? Yeah? A branch gets the good stuff, you know? It gets all the nutrients so I can, I can bear much fruit. But then on the flip side, if I don't remain, then I turn into a stick, right? So my identity shifts based on my capacity of re remaining. Are you seeing this? But also my purpose shifts. My purpose, when I remain, in the vine, when, my, when, I, when I'm remaining in him, when I'm intimate with him, my purpose is to bear much fruit. Yes? Good. And then what? If I don't remain, what am I good for? 
Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I'm better off for a fire, which, hey, I'm thankful for. I live up in the forest. We have a wood-burning stove. It's wonderful. We use sticks, right? So they have a purpose. But, man, you need a lot of sticks to continue a fire, <laughs> right? My, my, what I'm getting at is our identity and purpose are tied up in where we remain. If I'm remaining in other things, who am I going to mirror? That thing, right? If I remain in my workplace, right? This is easy. Men, listen up, right? This is easy for us. Remaining in my workplace. If I just, I find my identity and purpose in my work, right? I'm going to grit down and bear it. Well, what are we looking like? Do you get it? In the midst of remaining, we find our true identity in Christ and find our true purpose. And frankly, I'll even journey to say, this is why our culture is so, so confused and lost. It's the remaining in something different than Jesus. Right? We can even see these portions of our hearts and and of our lives where, oh man, Lord, prune it up. Get that out of me. Right? Like, man, I, I, I got frustrated the other day and I was like, where did that come from? I don't want any part of that, Lex. I don't want him there. Prune me, oh God. Yes? That should be our posture when we come to the Lord. What we find in remaining is intimacy with Jesus. I've been married for five years now, so I'm pretty much an expert. <laughs> My wife will attest to it, how much of an expert I am. Now, I'm, I'm a work in progress, just like everybody is. But uh, how do I say this? Some of my favorite times with my wife is not traveling overseas, going anywhere, boom, spang, explosion kind of Disneyland type of things. It's just when we're together, where we call it just the mundane, right? One of my favorite moments that we had, I don't know, about a month, I'm so bad at times, maybe about a month ago, was we as a family just went to Cabela's. Anybody been to Cabela's? Yes? It's pretty cool, right? The reason we went there was to go look at all the animals, because Miller loves the animals. And he would look at all the animals, look at all the fish, and I was just, I had a moment, not to uh, be too mystic or whatever, but I had a moment where I almost like zoomed out, and I was like, this is what it's about, right? Not oh my gosh, we got to go to Disneyland. Our marriage is failing, so let's go to Disneyland. You know, I've got I to save this, so we need to go to Bora Bora or whatever it might be. I just need to remain, right? That's the keys to the kingdom right there, single people, yes? It's just, hey, remain. Like I always make fun of some of the young people of like, oh my gosh, you guys are just like, firework here, firework there. How are you ever going to be married? What's it like just doing the dishes? (laughs) You know, can you look at each other with affection when you're just doing the dishes, right? Instead of, no, no, we've got to go, you know? We've got to go to Disneyland and just like boom, shebang kind of thing, right? But no, it's 
Intimacy is remaining. We've, we've almost polluted our same, kind of, our same kind of thing with our relationship with Jesus. Lord, I need this now. I need it quick. I need it quick. I don't know where you are, Lord. I need you quick. What? Remain in him. Yes? Oh, what we will find and discover about a king when we remain. When we're postured properly, just sitting at his feet, soaking in everything just the way Mary did. Just sitting at his feet saying, I just want to hear your voice. I want to hear your teachings. I want to just be around you. I want to breathe the same air as you. I want you. Right? This is remaining. We're married to Jesus. How's your marriage? (laughs) Right? We are married to Jesus. We are in a marriage covenant. And I'll even go far as to say, right? All right, be careful of your offended spirit. Jesus is my husband. He is. I am married to him. He is my husband. How am I honoring him? Because he's worthy of it. We just sang of it. He's so worthy. All the praise is supposed to go to him, right? He is my husband, and I need to learn how to remain with him and gain that intimacy. I think of like, you know that story with Elijah when he goes up to the mountain and there's all the things swirling around him? Everybody know this story? Yeah? So Elijah goes up to a mountain and uh, the Lord says, hey, I'm going to speak to you there. Yes? And the wind comes. Right? Us as Pentecostals, we love wind. (laughs) Right? We love it. And we're like, oh, that must be the Lord. But guess what? It wasn't. The Lord wasn't in the wind. But then the earth started to shake, right? And it was like, whoa, all right, there's some stuff going on. The earth is starting to shake. And guess what? Us as Pentecostals love that too because of the upper room moments. Yes? But guess what? It wasn't him. Oh, and then the fire comes, right? And us as Pentecostals love fire. Like, come on, Lord, we love the fire. But guess what? It wasn't the Lord. So there's a side of our we, how do I say this properly? There's a side of waiting in intimacy as well. Elijah could have easily said, oh, well, I, I misunderstood the Lord. I need to leave at the earthquake. I need to climb down from this mountain. This is sketchy up here now, <laughs> right? Or Elijah could have said, whoa, this wind, this wind, ah, I must have misheard the Lord. He didn't tell me that he was going to speak, right? And then uh, I'll, I'll just back off. I'll, I'll move on. Oh, three strikes and I'm out. The fire, it wasn't him either. Oh, my gosh, I just don't even hear the Lord anymore. Hey, church, wait. Wait. Part of remaining is waiting. Oh, come on, right? Sometimes, like picture this, maybe if we were part of the creation story, right? If you were up there with the Lord saying, all right, let's, all right, Lord, let's make some cool things with long necks and it doesn't make any sense, right? Let's make a giraffe. It's just super weird. Let's make that, right? Some of us are so impatient, like, Lord, you're going to make man on the sixth day? 
What? I thought I was a pretty big deal in this whole story, Lord. Hey, guess what? Wait. There's a purpose of why he invites us to wait, right? Right? We think of the 90s song, strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Yeah. That's it. We wait on him and everything changes. But it all starts with an intimacy and a posture of remaining. That's why I love space and place on Wednesday nights. Oh, man. I just love it. There's no agenda. <laughs> it's just waiting, a space, and remaining, a place. Yes? That's all it is. And I love that we're stewarding that here. Don't you? Some of you guys need to get there. Yeah? I know. Don't worry. Pastor Reese will be back next week. There's something that we discover in the Lord when we wait and remain. Jesus said that my sheep will hear my voice and know my voice and obey my voice, right? And he also says the stranger will try to come in and distract, and he does, doesn't he? The stranger does all the time. The more we remain with the Lord, the more the stranger's voice sounds strange, <laughs> right? The more the stranger's voice sounds strange, we need to just remain I want to be a sheep. I want to be a baba, as Miller says it. I want to be that type of person where I remain in him, not looking anywhere else of, oh, well, I could, I could do this. I could create this. Oh, oh, oh. No, remain in him because what he breathes, what he speaks is all we want to be a part of. Yes, church? That is all we want to be a part of. The sheep will know his voice. We need to stop studying the stranger and get intimate with the king. Got you. Getting it all blended up, <laughs> right? Think of the people who uh, study counterfeit uh, or do the whole counter counterfeit money thing, right? What do they study? Do they study the, the counterfeit ones? No, that would be silly, right? They study the true one, the pure one. They study the real dollar bill or the real $100 bill or whatever it might be. They study the true standard. We need, to start, we need to start studying the true standard by remaining in him. We need to stop looking, stop looking around at the stranger and the weird things. When we remain, our discernment becomes tightened up. Oh, come on, it gets tightened up, right? Hebrews 5.14 talks about this. We will be trained by the discernment of our senses, right? Our powers. It discerns what is taking place in me. I understand what is the Lord and who's not the Lord and where he is and what he's breathing on and all of these things. Don't you want to be a person who remains? His timing is perfect. And that doesn't just belong on a bumper sticker. And it doesn't just belong in an area when we're in a time of need. His timing is perfect, period. I'll start wrapping up with this. 
I think of the prodigal son's story, right? Sometimes the older brother gets the bad rap. Yes? I want to look at it a little bit differently, okay? He gets a bad rap a lot. Oh, he got frustrated. Well, you would too, okay? He got frustrated. He became jealous. Yeah, you would too. But there was something profound that the father said, and I want to to read it so that I don't botch it. You are always with me, and everything I have is yours. That's what he said to the older brother. Despite his frustration, despite his anger, he said, you are always with me. You have always been with me, and everything I have is yours. Come on. Isn't that a reason to remain? This is the reality of remaining. Jesus spoke, it, uh, spoke about it in uh, John 15, 7, and 16. Whatever you ask for in my name, you will get. That can't be our motivator, but it's a reality. It's a byproduct of remaining. It's simple. Yes? This posture of wait and remain unlocks our heartbeat aligning with his heartbeat. Jesus knew what to ask for. Jesus knew what he, needed to, what he needed to do here on earth. Their heartbeats were locked, right? They didn't skip a beat. <laughs> they were locked in. And guess what? That gives authority and power when you say, get out in the name of Jesus. Get out. Get up and walk. Do you get that? That's the reality that he has invited us into. You are to greater works than I. That's the reality. Again, not discounting Jesus. I love him so much, so don't even go there. But it's, a, it's an invitation. It's a, such a beautiful invitation, yes? This will be my final statement, and then we'll... We'll probably go into a little bit of ministry time, okay? May we be a people who if everyone else leaves, we will look at Jesus and say, where else will I go? Where else will I go? You have eternal life. You are the Holy One of God. Where else would I go? Right? All of us have plan Bs. We do. All of us have plan Bs. Man, he has to be the one. Where else will I go? You've tasted enough. You've seen enough, right? I don't care what so-and-so sitting next to you has experienced. Oh, yeah, it might not be what you wanted it to be, but come on. You've experienced enough of the goodness of God to say, where else would I go? You are the one and only. You are the true and living God. Where else would I go? That has to be our heart cry. Where we wait and we remain. We wait and we remain. Nothing more, nothing less. We wait and we remain. I want 
would be a people who are desperate to be intimate with Jesus, just to remain in him. That's intimacy. Don't you? Right? You all want your relationship with Jesus to be better. Come on, be honest. I do. You do. Pastor Reese does. He's told me. I want more. And that's great. Because what, what I'm getting to see in Pastor Reese, at however old he is, he's saying, I am seeing new things of the Lord. That's the invitation that the Lord is inviting us into is the newness of him, not to be numb to anymore, where we just say, remain, 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 and it's just lost its meaning. It's, whoa, I get to remain with the king. The Holy One allows me to remain. And I get to. No agenda, just him, just him what happened to us our prayer lives can't just be about answers anymore it's about communion it's a relationship it's a marriage it's a, it's a it's a it, it's a, a love yes if i could have the ministry team whoever's on the ministry team could you guys just come up and stand at the front here whoever's here, pastors, if you're here, people who feel anointed, just come up. I want to invite you into just a remaining, okay? We're just going to relax for a second, okay? If you need to go, I totally understand. I do, okay? No shame, none of it, okay? If you have a kid, go pick them up. But I want to invite you in just to remain with him. I want to set the table for that. Bree's going to just continue to pray, play. And let me just pray for you. Yes? We good? So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would woo hearts this morning. You would quicken hearts to align with your heartbeat. That Holy Spirit, you would move in whatever way that you see fit. It's your meeting. feel led, I, I just want to invite you to come up to the front as you feel led, okay? Again, you don't have to. But I want to invite you into just getting prayed for by these folks up, up front here of just an, a download, an anointing of remaining where the Holy Spirit is stirring up a hunger and thirst in you for Him. And I just want to invite you into coming forward, okay? If you don't feel like you want to, that's okay. But I really, really feel like the Lord wants to do a mighty work on people today. Great, good, good. We're just going to remain. Just rest in his goodness, rest in his presence. He is the reason to remain. Thank you, King.
be with him. Nobody looking around, just be with him. Again, if you need to leave, great. We love you. We love you so much. The Lord loves you even more. I pray that you just have a great week, that the Lord would find favor on your life, that he would bless you, that he would anoint you, and that he would send you and highlight people that you need to talk to, and that we would remain. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Encounter Church, visit ecdenver.org or find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram.